you have not become a patron of the Geocache Talk Network, what are you waiting for? Patron levels start as low as a bison tube level at $3 a month. To sign up is easy. Simply go to the Geocache Talk website and click on the Become a Patron button or go to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk. Patrons now get the famous blackout coin, invites to special events, and other really great items throughout the year. Become a patron today. Have you subscribed to FTF Magazine yet? FTF Magazine is the number one geocaching magazine available. It is a quarterly magazine that you can be part of. Submit your geocaching milestones and adventures to be published. FTF Magazine is also interactive with puzzles to solve and the hunt to find Spartacus. If you can solve the puzzle or find Spartacus, then you will be entered in to win a special path tag. Every new subscription, you will receive a special swag pack. Subscribing is easy. Just visit FTF's website, ftfgeo.com. Don't miss out and subscribe today. Welcome, hey everyone. Time for Puzzle Talk, the geocaching puzzle podcast brought to you by the Geocache Talk Network. And here are your hosts, Charles Watkins and Tom Brotherman. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. That's what I was waiting Howdy. for. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, new time. I'm fired up for this. It's going to be great. Um, it's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of fun. I think a lot of people, or at least we talked to some people who are like, "Oh, I never get to see Gadget Talk, or I never get to see Puzzle Talk, or you know, because they're on Tuesdays." And so, I think this is a great opportunity to expand Geocache Talk Network and be able for people to to see these other cool shows. I mean, uh, I I'm a big obviously I'm I'm a big fan of all of them, obviously, but. I have learned so much from you two guys about puzzles. Um, I feel much more comfortable solving some puzzles, but also trying to create puzzles. So um, I'm just kind of here as a to kind of uh, keep the to drive the car, and you guys tell me where where to go. So, um, but uh, anyway, hopefully everybody enjoys it. Let us know uh, if you. You know, if you like this new format, if you like Puzzle Talk, if you have any suggestions for the Puzzle Talk time, there you go. Jesse's in the chat room. New new time, same bat channel, exactly. Um, for those that are are unaware, uh, Puzzle Talk Podcast at Gmail dot com is our the Puzzle Talk email address. In case you need that, and you'll need it later because we're going to explain something here in a minute about what we're doing you'll also want to definitely check out puzzle talk podcast at instagram and charles will explain that in a few minutes uh in fact we're gonna get right into it so let's do some news uh still some some puzzle talk memorabilia swag in the chromia print uh store or the geocache talk store provided to us by chromia print so go to geocachetalk.com and go to the store and check out the items that are in there not only puzzle talk items but challenge talk and gadget talk and all the good things puzzle geocache with kids all of them all the shows are in there you can get shirts coins there's a few, a few coins left. I've got a very few 
I got a handful of each. So you want to, if you haven't bought a coin yet, you know, you might want to grab one because when they're gone, they're gone. We're not, re we're not making those. Uh, they're it. Those, as they say on some of those shows, uh, the designs go into the vault and we don't, we don't talk about them anymore because we're moving on to other things. So uh, go check those out uh, when you can. Um, I'm going to give a quick update um, about the uh, Geocache Talk Network coin for this year. And then I'm going to turn it over to Charles to tell you guys about the coin giveaway that we're going to be doing over the next, I don't know, how long? Who knows? <laughs> Charles is like, <laughs> it, it could be could be months before we have a winner, potentially. I mean, we don't know. We'll talk about it in a minute. So quick update on the Geocache Talk Network coin. We have been working hard to get um, the next coin that we're going to uh, provide to um, patrons. And then eventually, um, we haven't fully decided on how we're going to do the rest of it, but whether it goes to the public or how we're going to do it. Um, but to ensure that you get one of these coins, you know, we you can become an ammo can or a golden ammo can supporter of the network and you will get the coin automatically. Uh, our other, the $5 and $3 uh, subscribers, if you'd like to become one of those, uh, they will get a sub substantial discount on purchasing the coin. This coin is unbelievable. It's hard to really describe how incredible it is until you see it. But I'm going to try to give a brief uh, explanation about this coin. Number one, it's a Chris Mackey coin. That alone, if you're in the, if you understand coins, to have a Chris Mackey coin created is pretty incredible. Uh, the other part to this is, this is a very intricate and beautifully created Chris Mackey coin. Even Chris would say, this has got a lot of bells and whistles. Uh, so it also can be used, uh, without giving away too much information, it can be used in uh, puzzles in the future, or you can just, you know, display it in your collection. It's a giant coin. Uh, it is beautiful. It is complicated in such a way that uh, they're actually working to get all the pieces made exactly right. So that shows you that there's a lot. It's not just a standard thing. The manufacturer is working with Chris and working with um, our dis distributor to even get the thing made just, just perfectly. We've had to go through some variations of, of things and Chris has gotten back involved to make sure that it's done the way that he wanted us to get it done. So it's going to be big. As soon as I get a cop, you know, as soon as we get a proof of it, we'll pass that on. But just to let you know, uh, again, ammo can or golden ammo can the $8 or $10 subscribers, uh, will get the coin automatically. The five and three dollar subscribers will get a substantial discount, uh, and then if you're in the public and you don't, you're not a subscriber, that's fine. We're not sure. We 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 may we may put these in the public for sale. We're not. We think we probably will, but anyway, that's the latest update. Uh, 
That's all I can give you right now on that. But we do have a giveaway that we're going to start tonight. And Charles is going to kind of explain how, how and what you can win. So, Charles, take it away. All right. So we've come up with a ciphered riddle that is based on tonight's theme. So um, you'll have to figure out the cipher and then decode it and then answer the riddle, right? So there's a riddle that we've ciphered. And the first person that is that emails geocachetalkpodcast at gmail.com with the correct answer will win um, a... We have a picture, too. Yeah. So they're going to get a Puzzle Talk shirt, a coin, and a decal for your vehicle. Um, That is what is going to... uh, That's what you're going to win. Um, The coin is a uh, a nice, beefy coin. These are really nice coins if you don't have one. Uh, But... Uh, it's open till somebody solves it. Um, if we haven't got a winner or a person who has solved it and submitted a correct answer by next month, we will then provide you a c- clue next month as to where to get started. But um, I have already posted the cipher to the uh, Puzzle Talk podcast um gmail or instagram page so it is on the instagram and i have a copy of it here to share with everyone actually you gave away the first clue or first hint watch the show watch the show (laughs) there you go ah there it is so take a picture quick take a picture if you're watching live, what take, take a picture of it quickly. Let's see, is that a Dalek on there? Hey, no, no, stop giving stuff away. Tom, Tom, ha- Tom, Tom hasn't solved this. He doesn't got a clue. I don't have a clue. <laughs> uh, that doesn't have anything to do with the puzzle, though. That's true. So um, it is live right now on the Puzzle Talk podcast Instagram account. Um, you can go there yep. and... Um, if you missed it or, uh, you can go back and, and pause the screen and take a screenshot of it and start working on it. Um, right now, no clues are being given to help solvers out. So, um, you know, like I said, we're, uh, we're going to be going till we, uh, you know, till we got, till we get a winner. Um, and then once we get somebody who submits a correct answer to the riddle, we'll uh, collect your uh, address information and we'll have the Chromia Print Shop ship you a shirt in the appropriate size for you um, and then uh, a coin and a decal for the vehicle. Yeah, perfect. So, awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I-, I love when we do these. Uh, I think also, well, we don't know. We, we, somebody's answered, somebody solved the last puzzle we did, the, the big one, but we mm-hmm. don't think anybody's ever 
found the actual Mm-mm. container yet? It was still there the last time I drove past it. Okay. When I went to Oklahoma, I drove past it and checked on it. It's Ooh. still there. That's a clue right there. So um, I live in, would... it, I, I, I drove a little out of the way to get there, but I, you know, um, yeah, I don't see why not. Well, yeah, he won. Darwolf won the last one, right? He won the. Yeah. So he's the only one that has submitted a correct answer. I've had several that have, that were close, that were barking up the right tree and just stopped a little, stopped a little short of the correct tree branch. But um, there were several people that, um, you know, were, were right on the, right on the correct path and, and, and very close to it. Darren Archer was um, one of them um, that was extremely close um, to, to having a correct answer. He was in the ballpark. um, And then uh, who were the Tom, who were the cashers there outside of um, Abilene that did that series for you? Oh, uh, um, fishing kitty. Yeah. Yeah. Teresa Teresa was, man, she was going down the right. She was headed down the correct road as well. Um, and, and I don't know if she just got, um, you know, flustered or frustrated with, it can be frustrating. It can be, um, right. You know, so, um, no, yeah. that's not the correct answer. Number number and number two is you cannot win. You're not eligible. <laughs> and Darwell wants to know how do you get from Arizona, Oklahoma, asking for any friends. Uh, There's I lots drove, of ways. I, I drove I-40 primarily. So primarily. I drove from Phoenix to Flagstaff and then I-40 <laughs> to Amarillo and then uh 281 south down towards Wichita Falls, and then I drove north up into the <laughs> southern Falls, corner of Oklahoma. Um, That's pretty funny. But I drove off of all of those roads to go check on it. So <laughs> um, I, I like how you pronounced it. People don't who people oh, not in Texas don't understand. Wichita Falls is not correct, <laughs> but that's okay. No, it, Wichita Falls. Wichita. Wichita. No, but I've never heard, and I've never heard that pronunciation. But having been there on a day they were having maintenance, I understand it now. That makes sense. Wichita Falls. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they were working on one of the pumps that makes the falls work. Oh, really? How crazy is that? Uh. All right, so then uh, next, uh, let's talk a little bit about um, Reach the Peak. Mountain climbing. Mountain yeah, climbing. so Reach the Peak is um, in full swing. Uh, you've got just a, a couple of weeks left. Um, yeah. It changes over. Is that, that your dial-up modem? <laughs> Maybe. Um, so reach the peak um, switches over. Um, what is it on the on the sixth? Is it the first Sunday of the month? Somebody in here will correct me. I'm sure. Um, it was either on the first or the sixth. It's either the first Tuesday or the first Sunday of the month that it switches over at noon. Um, we are in. Uh, All right. The sixth souvenir for this next 
months is going to be um, right Mount Everest. So, and it'll run through um, through March. Yeah. So, Tom, I think you're you're the one giving feedback. I don't know how, but somehow. Yeah. Yeah. First month. We're, we're, so let's see. First Monday of the month makes that February 7th that it'll. So you have between now and February 7th to get to the top of um, this month's peak, um, which is uh, the tallest peak in um, the Americas down in uh, Chile. Yeah. Where's so, Jinxer? She's the one that knows how to pronounce it correctly. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm, I'm not even going to try. Um, she always fixes it. it when she's on before, but anyway, yeah, you get the idea. Yeah, yeah Mount Wana, <laughs> Mount Wana Hakalugi. So, yeah, Hakalugi, that's it. Yeah, so. <laughs> my dog keeps hearing that. What the heck? Hey, at least the dogs, dogs being uh, awake and listening. So there you go. Yeah, so reach the peak. You've got just a, you know, you've got right at um, two weeks left to to finish that. Uh, before we roll on to um, the next, the final souvenir month for the reach the peak. So yeah, um, Everest, I think will be the last one because they kept yeah. that to the last. Yeah. So I did, it'll, I think I did this last one with two um, adventure lab series and I think maybe two puzzles. It was an easy afternoon. Oh, okay, cool. There yeah. You I did it with, we actually went out and did a bunch of uh, challenge caches and some multi caches. Um, Laura and I did a couple of county runs for her to get some counties in New Mexico and Arizona mm -hmm. um, so that she could finish the Arizona County Challenge. And then it's going to be unfortunate the way it falls, but we're going to go to the Yuma, the Yuma Mega, the mega event in Yuma, Arizona, the uh, swag mega yeah the mega which is um the fifth and the sixth of february which is that first weekend so none of the caches that we find down there will count for the next souvenir promotion for everest but uh that's oh, okay yeah. that's kind of just the way that it goes so yeah. but that's it for um reach the peak yep very cool thank you uh we're gonna jump right into the show and tonight you guys are going to cover weather puzzles and there are there's obviously a lot of them we found some we actually have one that tom's going to do later that was actually provided to us by a reviewer so i think that's really cool the reviewer is willing to help us out in on the show and everything so but you guys came up with some really cool puzzles so you you start wherever you want, and I'll share it with the chat room and everybody else as well. So just let me know where you want to go. Um, okay. So I guess we'll start with a couple of definitions, right? Sounds good. Um, so weather is the current state of the atmosphere at a given place and time in regards to heat, dryness, sunshine, wind, rain, etc. Right. Right. So dryness is your humidity. Um, and so that weather is at a very specific time and place. What the weather, what the atmosphere was doing at that given time. Right. 
So it was hot, dry, and, and sunny. Um, whereas climate is a condition of the atmosphere at a particular location over a long period of time, oh. right? It is the long-term summation of the atmospheric elements that over short time periods constitute weather, right? So climate oh. is weather over a given long-term, right? Um, okay. The elements are solar radiation, which is heat, temperature, humidity, precipitation, atmospheric pressure, and wind. Um, most of these definitions I got from weather.gov. So if if something is a little off or wrong, blame the federal government. Um, <laughs> Can we blame you? Because you're kind of part of the federal government, right? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a cog in that wheel, man. You are a I cog am. in that wheel. So, I, I'm a I'm a kind of a cog in that wheel too, because part of true. my job part of my job is paying a bill for a couple of well, federal. They're, they're, they're not just weather stations; they're, they've got the weather with some of them, but they're yeah. air monitoring stations. I sell software to the Federal Reserve banks. That would that consider me part of the federal <laughs> system? I guess you're you're a cog in that wheel. I'm a cog in that wheel. So. Um, all right. So going down some of these, we found a lot of great puzzles and we're going to highlight some of those tonight. Um, but there's different weather events and, and phenomena in which we're going to be looking at are measured differently. Right. So okay. um, volcanoes are done on an explosive volcano explosive index or the VEI. Right. And it's a scale that describes the size of explosive volcano eruptions based on magnitude, magnitude and intensity. Right. Ah, okay. So the numerical scale for volcanoes goes from zero to eight um, and is a logarithmic scale. Right. So um, it's generally analogous to the Richter scale, which we'll mm -hmm. talk about here in just a second. Um, and other magnitude scales for their size of um, earthquakes. Speaking of that, right on into the Richter scale. Richter scale is a quantitative measure of an earthquake's magnitude, right? So derived in 1935 by an American seismologist, Charles Richter and Bino Gutenberg, the earthquake's magnitude is determined using the logarithmic of amplitude height of the largest seismic wave calibrated by a scale or calibrated to a scale by a seismograph, right? So um, the earthquakes are measured in um, one to 10, right? Um, and so one being the 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 light end of the scale and ten being the heavy end of the scale, right? And so for you to have a uh, a class one or a um, right what are, what do they call how do they categorize those a, a one on the Richter scale for an earthquake, right? Is a set value. And then for you to have a magnitude two earthquake, it is 10 times the uh, shaking of a magnitude one, right? To, get to a two, gotcha. Right. And so the difference between a one and a two is 10 times. Now that's logarithmic, which is a scale that does this, right? 
And right. so a magnitude three is 100 times stronger than a magnitude one. One. Right. Because oh, okay. you have you have 10 times 10. Right. So you got to do the yeah. 10 in between one and two and then the 10 in between two and three. Multiply those together. So a, a magnitude three is a hundred times stronger than a magnitude one. So it, if you don't understand the logarithmic scale, it, it can play with some of that stuff. And that's where some really cool puzzles can come in. Oh, um, that's true. Cause you could, cause my initial thought is you've got Richter scale one through 10. Well, there you go. There's, there's 10 numbers. There's your numbers, but you can be kind of tricky with those. You can, you can make people determine the Richter scale number, right? Right. So another, another one that was, um, there was, Oh, did I not get, we'll see if I, there we go. I, I had a late submission to, to the plan. So there are two more that we're going to talk about real quick. The Saffron Simpson hurricane wind scale is a scale with a rating of one to five based on a hurricane's maximum sustained winds, right? The scale does not take into account the other potentially dangerous hazards associated with a hurricane, like flooding, um, offshoot tornadoes that may be caused by that, um, or uh, rainfall. So it it is only designated for sustained winds in a hurricane. Um, the, The... Hurricane wind scale estimates potential property damage, but it doesn't take into account any monetary or uh, any damage based on that. It's it merely is all right. So uh, 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 category four hurricane has sustained winds from this to this, um, and if you fall inside there, then you're a category four uh, hurricane and whatnot. Whereas the next one that we're going to talk about real quick is the enhanced Fruta scale or the EF scale. And that became operational in February of 2007. Um, I didn't realize it was that late that they started the EF, the Fujita scale, the EF. So that's that's for tornadoes, right? Right. So the EF scale is um, is a rating assigned to tornadoes based on estimated wind speeds and related damage. Oh, right. That's so they, when tornado. Right. right. And so typically speaking and hurricane or I'm sorry, tornadoes are generally short lived enough that there's no advanced warning for um, how how dangerous it's going to be. You always hear them come back in the end and say. Oh yeah, that, that was, was a yeah. EF. That was it a was. EF three. <laughs> well, and part of that is right. they, they take into the related. They take into account the related damage right. caused by the tornado. Right. Right. So, yeah. So it's yeah, that's true. Because if you think about it, they never they never tell you, oh, there's an EF four coming your way. They always tell you later. What right. was that? Oh, that was an EF3, you know? So that's, I see what you're saying now. That's I don't right. care if it's a one or a five. You <laughs> tell me tornadoes coming, I'm going to be scarce. You're hightailing. You're, yeah. you're bailing. Yep. So when tornado-related damage is surveyed, right, it is compared to a list of damage indicators and degrees of damage which help estimate better the range of wind speeds the tornado likely produced 
from that a rating of EF0 to EF5 is assigned. So right. tornadoes are assigned afterwards. Hurricanes are assigned their rating during and as it actually happens. So kind of some neat um, stuff yeah. to, to look at and learn while we were researching this um, project for tonight's show. So and and the good part is you can use a lot of those because they're all numbered. So again, you could take and go, oh, there was a hurricane, you know, the hit corpus on this date. You can they make you know that could be part of your puzzle. You go, oh well, is there a rating for that? Let me go take a look. You're like, oh, sure enough, there's an oh, you know what? It fits into my puzzle. So yep, it's perfect. Go ahead. Yeah, or, and or you could work another direction. You could say this is a year. And this was the magnitude of hurricane. What was it? What was the name? And then you use the names to come up with your ah, numbers. Ah, that's true. Reverse a little bit. Cool. Yeah. So there's going to be some of that that we'll look at in um, tonight's show. Um, one specifically about earthquakes that I found that's since been archived. So it'll be a good um, run to go through some of these cool. um, and whatnot. So. Um, but Tom's got Tom. <laughs> did Tom find these puns, or is this something that you found? Gary? That's Tom. That's uh, Tom. I didn't put the first one. Somebody opened it. Somebody else opened the door with the first one. <laughs> I'll, I'll put right, him in well, the. I'll put him in the banners too, because that's they're kind of funny. I mean, they're they're yeah. definitely dad definitely dad jokes. But oh yeah. Yeah, so coming up with weather-related puns is a breeze. God, that's so Ooh, Oh, What happened to the one that was there before? So there was one here before. The hottest day of the week? No. Oh, no. No, no, no. You just... I removed that one on purpose. You just... Okay. Well, you're the one who opened the door, though. We'll clue you in to that one at the end. Love it. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Gary, what is what is the hottest day of the week, Gary? It's Sunday. Sunday. Oh Lord. Oh gosh, that's so bad. They are. Uh, Jeff wants to know what the EF was on the Dorothy tornado because it knocked her all the way into into uh... <laughs> clearing the Neverland. Yeah. Not in Neverland's <laughs> Peter Pan, but we, we get took her to Oz. You took it to um, Oz. That's a, we'll have, that's a. We'll have to see. That's, that, that's it. Was a, a wild ride. That's for sure. Yeah, that's a serious EF. It's like an EF fifty or something. Um. All right. All right. Um, so the first one on the list, by the way, um, it'll be in the show notes. The only thing I want to point out to you, it's actually a sort of a a reminder to all of us, and that is, if you make a puzzle and you put a cash out. It needs to be on your list of caches to maintain, even though you don't, you know, it may not be found that often, but uh, me and our, our group worked out and solved the this one that's at the top. And we hunted forever trying to find this container and we never could find the container. So it hasn't been found in years either. So we're like, we finally just gave up. So there you go. Make sure you maintain your caches. That's the the that's the word on the top one. So anyway, go ahead to the next All one. All right. So speaking of 
maintain your caches. I'm making a note in the, we'll, in the show we'll notes. jump right in. You can tell that this is a older puzzle cache because it has a related web page. Yes. That, that may or may not still be of significance. Um, so it, which it actually wasn't, you know what we had to do? We had to go to the Wayback machine to find that one. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so that tells you right there that it was uh, GC3A884 called Stormy. I think I gave this one to you guys. You, you guys kind of worked on it too a little bit, maybe. Yeah. So it's it's neat because this one, um, he comes in um, and is talking about the 17 tornadoes that damaged the North Texas area in the last few weeks, right? Um, having received major hail damage in 2011, he can relate to the challenges of repairing the damage. So when you sit there and look at this, 17 tornadoes in the last few weeks, if you're going to look for tornado data in the last few weeks prior to this cache being placed, you got to come up and look at when the cache was placed, right? Which is right. 4-16 of 2012. So you're looking for tornado data from you know, early 2012 as it relates to, um, you know, the place here in Texas. So, um, apparently there's these places that are safe, that are designated as safe places and safe is in all caps. And so, um, like I said, we had to go back and we had to determine, what these what these safe places were and so it was kind of a and again we 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 had to go back and through the way back the, machine to find them because you can't find that can't find those anymore that's like you said that website's archived so yeah so you need to solve the following puzzle um and determine so the following formula north 33 a dot b c where A equals Tarrant, B equals Harris, and C equals Parker times Jefferson. I can tell you right now that those are county names in the state of yep. Texas. Correct. Right? Whereas West is this for Midland, D equals Midland, E equals El Paso, F equals Brewster, and G equals Midland times Smith minus, minus Orange. Orange. <laughs> Remember to do your PEMDAS. There you um, go. Order of operations is important in math. Um, I, I haven't looked at um, this one too much. We we put it on there and I looked at it, which is where I got the EF scale for tornadoes. Um, cool. But knowing that I have completed the Texas County Challenge twice, yeah, um, I know that along the highways, there are designated safe shelters for tornadoes. Right. that are at um, rest areas and whatnot um, that have yep. safe tornado shelters. So I don't know if that would have something to do with this as to where, right? Um, how many of these places there are. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it you could go down that rabbit hole. Again, you'd have to pull data from 2012, though, right. um, you know, you, you if you went and looked at it today, that data may be 
vastly different than what it was a decade ago. Yeah, and I think most of us have all been here in the sense that we solve a puzzle. And we're like, yes, puzzle solved. Oh, yeah, we're going to get a cash. We get out there and we can't find it. <laughs> it's like hasn't been found since 2019. You're like, oh, dang it. Yeah, dang or it. in the case of this one where other people have gone looking for it and you've got a you know, it's last legitimate find was years ago and you've got a string of um, DNFs, even though these three DNFs all occurred on the same day. It was our group. It was our group. Yeah. That that, so, but yeah, it's, it's still, uh, it'd still be there. I mean, I'm not, trust me, I, I will do an ISAG on something all the time. I suck at geocaching. So, but, so it might be there, you know, we've all been there. We were like, yeah. okay, well, three of us looked, or in this case, I think at least three of us, there's probably more than that. Some people didn't log it, but there's like five of us. So yeah. 10 eyes, no luck. Yeah, it happens. We might've all missed it. Who knows? Yeah. It's, it's possible. Well, it's all possible. You, you know, you, and you get two and a half years of leaf litter or. Yeah, there you, you go. Know, there's, yeah. He has, show your card again there, Tom. Yep. <laughs> Official card carrying member. Yeah. So <laughs> if, if you get. If you get anything like that, that is, um, you know, I've, I've found some out in the Nacogdoches and, and Tyler areas that hadn't been found in years. And I had to remove inches of pine needles off the top of them where just oh, yeah. natural shedding of, of tree leaves yeah. Yeah. and whatnot had covered some of these that, you know, and the hint was base of tree. And so you get out there and you're like, uh, you know, yeah. and you get to scrape it away and you out uncover this ammo can that you're like, good Lord, it, it almost became <laughs> part of the soil, right. um, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, we've all been there. But anyway, yeah. it was a fun puzzle to do. But anyway, gives you an idea. That's what we're here for. We always like to give, you know, the point of puzzle talk, in case you've never watched a puzzle talk before, is A, we want to help you. We're not going to solve puzzles for you, but we want to give you sort of a uh, clue push, as to where to go. That was, push right? in the right direction. Push in the right yeah. direction. Or B, we're trying to help you create puzzles. And this is some ideas for creating puzzles. So, Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the yeah. next one we're going to look at is called whether or not to cash. Ah. Uh, I like this one because right off the bat, it's done by the grammar police. <laughs> grammar police right so I, I was not an english major in college um and so anytime there's something like this i i'm like hey where's my wife she is much better at this than i am because <laughs> I, I can sit there and look at it and be like is this a verb nah, i wouldn't know that's not my forte when it comes to some of this but um there is a benchmark at the posted coordinates but no cash Solve the puzzle to obtain the final coordinates. And I like this puzzle, even though it would be horrible for me, right? <laughs> um, gotcha. and, and so it says every geocacher has been, B-I-N, right, instead of B-E-E-N, has mm -hmm. been in this position. A cash run is planned. Uh, we take a peek out the window and ask ourselves, is the snow too deep? How icy are the roads? How thick is that fog? And when will it burn off? 
What is the heat index for the afternoon? When will it when will the rain hit? Is it too windy for a bike ride on the rail trail? With that in mind, here are some weather-related words. Interesting. So they they add words with numbers or not? Yeah, numbers to them. So that's kind right. Of so I like this because I I totally think this is awesome. Except it would be horrible for me because, as you see right here, as the Sesame Street jingle goes, all of these words belong together. All of these words are kind of the same. They all have ties to meteorological phenomena, but eight of these words are doing their own thing. Now it's time to play our game. Find the eight words that are in their own little elite group, alphabetize them, and read the coordinates, right? Cool. That's um, nice. Interesting. So they, they give you the, the coordinate format, right? Right. Um, although, oh, look, they've got some, they have some hidden white text here with all these comments. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That's not there when you click away from it. Um, but anyway, they give you the format for your four missing, for your northerly and westerly coordinates. You've got to figure out which eight words of these Um Right. You know, and, and go from there. Um, yeah. I'd have to pull somebody who was a better English major than, than me into this. Uh, but it does have a solution checker. So I love that because then even if it's, it, you know, if you're wrong, yeah. you don't have to test your wrong theory the <laughs> hard the, way. Out the field. You know? Yeah. So exactly. at least... This at least gives you, um, and the the first puzzle did too. It had a certitude checker, yeah. so um, and this one this one makes note to tell you that it's a daylight only cache. Right. So um, you know, cool, but very well done. I like this one. Um, you know, it's but <laughs> as the grammar police be like killing me, whether killing whether me. or not. All right. Yeah. Next one. So this is the one that um, I have uh, actually solved and uh, whatnot. Yeah. And when I went back to look at it was um, was saw where um, it had been archived and, and it hadn't been archived because it wasn't there. It just the cash owner was like, yep. Time to make space for new caches. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, um, do it. you know, because no. I was making that I was before I uh, I'd have this one solved on a list and was making a run back through Colorado. This was before I moved to Phoenix and um, we were making a run out to Kansas for something. Right. Uh, it got archived in, in between. So, yeah. It's this a one is, G, GC2Q7D8 for our audio listeners. Yeah, so this one is called Shake, Rattle, and Roll, um, and it is based on uh, earthquake magnitudes um, nice. and whatnot. Nice. So what he does is he gives you North 39, and then he gives you um, a bunch of other data. So Colorado Springs today. 
right? And so you have to look at the day that this one was published, which was um, March 13th of 2011, and find out what the earthquake magnitude in Colorado Springs was that day, right? Oh. And then uh, Bethelville, Arkansas, Kodiak Island. Um, it gives you just a New Mexico on 810 <laughs> of 2005, like Which, the whole where? state. The whole, <laughs> the whole state. state. Well, um, that'll, that'll make you do some solving, right? So uh, Unimac Island in 1946. Right, because because earthquake data goes goes way way back, yeah. um, you know, like they've got the uh, they've got data that goes back for um, earthquakes back to the early 1900s. So um, it's it's fun to see some of this, but uh, Napa Valley, California, New Jersey. Um, the fun thing about this is that all of this seismic data. Right. is readily available, right? You do a couple of searches either through uh, the National o Air NOAA, the National Oce Aeronautical Oceanic. and Oceanographic Organization, yeah, think, whatever yeah. NOAA. Starts with Oceanic, I think. Yeah. Yeah. N-O-O-A. Yeah, no National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration. So... Yeah. Uh, they have all kinds of weather data for earthquakes, hurricanes, tornadoes, um, tsunamis. Uh, they've got all kinds of statistical data that goes back years and years. So um, a pretty easy place to go and find some data to like this to make a puzzle. Because you're looking for an earthquake in a specific place, unless it's New Mexico, on a very specific day, right? And you can go and look at it, um, and they've got all of this stuff published all the way back. Like, you look at this Yucat Bay in 1899, right? Wow. So they've yep. got they've got data that goes back, you know, over a hundred years for this stuff. So a, a cool. great place to go um, and build a puzzle. And then that's also the same place you go to solve a puzzle like this so cool. excellent we're rolling along i like how uh shake rattling rolling along we are shake rattling rolling along aren't we <laughs> very good tom let's see all right so speaking of tsunamis that we just mentioned and with recent events uh, uh, uh partially submerged volcano oh, yeah. erupted um in the uh, Tonga area, Tonga yeah. area. Uh, yeah. one of their uninhabited island you want to call it an island because it's sticking up but it was a it's a piece of the crater rim for a volcano the the mass of the crater is underwater Yep. Um, and it just has just a just a piece of the rim is above water. Um, it it erupted finally again, and uh, we've got friends. Um, I've got friends that live in Oregon and Washington that got tsunami notices. Um, my son, mm -hmm. who's in Japan, got a tsunami notice. Um, so it was very cool to see 
um, some of this. So tsunamis are another um, thing that uh, they have that uh, they record information. They have a rating scale um, and whatnot. So go and look for that. Um, a tsunami is a Japanese word that means a harbor wave or a sea wave right, um, of local or distant origins that results in a large-scale seafloor displacements associated with large earthquakes, major submarine uh, slides, or exploding volcanoes. Um, so GC, they end up... Yep. GC5N6HK, by the way, for audio people. Um, so this one, um, it has a, a picture um, of a giant tsunami when you click on the picture and I don't know if it'll show when I do this. Um, so it, it blows the picture up. So it's a, the picture is linked, but when you um, come down and look at the photo, the only photo that the cash owner produced, that's called big wave. It's on the cash page at the bottom. Uh-huh. Um, oh, it's not doing it. I think there's something in the picture. Yeah. So when I was looking at it, um, when I was looking at it earlier, let me stop sharing this so I can That's get fine. this thing. While to you're work doing that, right. real quick shout out to Jamie. If I pronounce that probably correctly, hopefully, Jamie uh, works for the National Weather Service. And they're on tonight. Nice. Well, thanks for being with us tonight. I bet you do love tonight's topic. <laughs> Works for the National Weather Service, so there you go. Um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, maybe they live, or no, uh, not Oklahoma City. Uh, they probably maybe near Norman. There's a couple different places that they could be. Let us know. I'm curious because I know there's a place in uh, there's a place near Norman that I know of that's uh, the National Weather Service has an office in that area too. So. My son told me about it when he worked for the Norman newspaper. Like, oh, wow, cool. In fact, I think he went to the National Weather Service office when they were having a tornado coming through. So he could report from there. Um, and I don't know why it's not doing it. Or it's not showing up when I click on it and, sh and I'm sharing my screen. Um, right. But there's a, you click on the picture and the blown up picture when I saved it, had like a little ship in it and like the, oh. the Titanic sinking. It had a little, uh, an Ooh. old school scuba guy, you know? <laughs> so it was a, they've added some, they added some stuff to this picture um, right. that you had to go in and then decrypt. And for cool. whatever reason, it's not showing up when I click on it, but I have it saved on my desktop. So, yeah, uh, yeah you know. So, oh, he's at National Weather Service out of Los Angeles. Yeah. That's very that, cool, man. Lo locale. That's very cool. Cool, cool. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so this one um, has some embedded stuff hidden in the in the image that you have to find. Um, but it was, um, it is there. Cool. Because so. when I open it up, I don't see it, but. Huh. I have to go back. I downloaded the picture. There's another version of that picture that I 
I downloaded it on my desktop. We'll have to look at it after this. Yeah, and, and but that's a good that's a good clue though to give people. That's what we're doing. You know, just give them an idea. Um, not bad. So the next three are, are some fairly easy um, geocaches. They have multiple choice questions and answers to them. Yeah, um, but uh, I, we enjoyed the topic, right? So. Bad weather day puzzle number one tornado. Um, yeah. So a lot of a lot of cashers, depending on where you live, if you get ample amounts of white stuff on the ground, um, you may not yeah. always go out and go geocaching. So um, this owner made a couple of geocaches for um, to to occupy your time on a bad weather day if you didn't want to go out. And uh, yeah, this one Very is cool. GC. 3A 6 PN um, bad weather day puzzle number one tornado. And so as you scroll down, um, it, it is a parking grab and he does say bring your own pin. Um, but he gives you um, a bunch of cool information. Um, a tornado can, you know, just true, false, or ABCD answers. Um, and one of these, I think it was this one. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, it's not this one. Maybe it was, there is another puzzle that I was looking at that was talking about the, um, the spin direction on tornadoes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And so tornadoes typically spin counterclockwise. Right. Interesting. And right. so and this if, correct, right? Typically in the northern hemisphere, because of the way that um that uh the jet stream and whatnot works, it normally makes tornadoes spin counterclockwise. Right. And so but they have what they call a a anticyclonic tornado. Ooh in the Northern hemisphere, which is a clockwise spinning tornado. They're super rare. Um, huh. But one of these puzzles talks about it. Um, cool. Cause I found it, but this one, uh, you know, fun. Oh, I, hope, I hope it's so rare. I never see one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, real quick note too, is that Jamie says not a puzzle cache, but they have a gadget cache. This disguises the rain gauge at their office. I thought that's pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. Because <laughs> everybody, everybody walks by and goes, oh, rain gauge. Yeah, weather service, <laughs> rain gauge. Yeah, yeah, but you're like, aha. Not if you're a cashier. You know that it's not. It's something else. Yeah, so this is a good, uh, good one to sit and look at. Um, and then he does have a checker on it. So, um, and like I said, there are, uh, a couple of those in this. Yeah. He's got the next one is um, on hurricanes. Oof. And that one is GC three A six V seven. And that is this one for hurricanes. One of the good things too, with those, Charles, that I want to point out since we have probably new new watchers, new listeners, or new viewers, is that a lot of people that 
they, they get very intimidated by puzzle caches and they they either don't know how to how to solve them or how to create them and these are these ones that he that charles is going over right now these bad weather day puzzles these are perfect puzzles to get you started if you've never made a puzzle cache yeah these are perfect for this and now the people that are even the people that are puzzle cache connoisseurs you know these are still fun to do yeah i love these i love these kind yeah because i learned something right yeah and and it's super cool you know when i sit in there was like wait a anti-cyclonic tornado and and it's in one of these somewhere because it was on a cache page that i read about but um you know these are super fun because a you learn something and b they're they're not hard i mean this guy is a difficulty one and a half so it's not going to be a hard puzzle to solve. He's got a checker so that you can double check your work, right? Um, and whatnot. So again, this one's in the the same format. Um, you know, storm surge of hurricanes is very destructive. And about how much does a cubic foot of seawater weigh in pounds? Right. Right. I bet I, bet I didn't have to look that one up, <laughs> Mister Electric Water Boy. Yeah. You know. Um, where are the strongest winds in a hurricane? Um, you know, what is the smallest eye ever me- measured in a hurricane? That's kind of interesting. I, that was you know, pretty interesting. Yeah. And so some of these questions you just, you know, and again, we're, you know, Google some stats on, um, yeah, you know, hurricanes. I, th- I thought that question seven was uh, really neat and interesting. Um, what was the first woman's name for a tropical cyclone in the Atlantic basin? Right. Like that's pretty specific, but like, really? So, you know, um, and then what was the first man's name for a tropical cyclone? So, it, it, you know, it's, it's get oh, some, yeah. some neat history it's into their, names for quite a you know, yeah. um, along with, you know, some, some cool weather, data and information that you learn in doing some of these. Um, so, uh, you know, very cool. So our, chat the, room needs, our chat room needs to stop talking about football because I'm taping it. So <laughs> stop spoiling it. Focus on the show. That's right. Tape the game. Focus on the show. No, I'm kidding. Do you do what you want, but don't talk about it in the chat room, please. I'm taping it. Sure. Watch it later. Don't look I, over there. I get to watch I'm, the I've YouTube got to, highlights. There might be something good. Is there a miss? That's sort of out of the blue. Is there a mystery earth? Cache? Is 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 this a mystery earth cache? Is this a mystery earth cache? I'm. Did you learn some? Well, no, because weather is not geology. So, yeah, it's meteorology. Earth caches are are very specific. Um, Maybe for the earthquake ones. Why do they call it meteorology when it has nothing to do with meteors? Meteors. That's what I always thought, too. So uh, this is the third and final in this series. It's funny that when I was looking at these, um, I went and looked at this um, cache owner's profile and number. Was it number 
two got published and then number one got published a couple of days later and then number three got published after that. So it's funny that number two got published before number one did. One. <laughs> so hurricane before the tornadoes, yeah. Um, so, but this one is in the same format, right? True, false, um, and then ABCDs for tornadoes. Uh, or I'm sorry, this one is on lightning, right? Oh, so, okay, right. Um, there was another interesting thing that I saw in another puzzle cache that may be in here that talked about the who who got struck by lightning more, men or women? Huh. <laughs> And, and men get struck out of, you know, if you take all lightning strikes as a whole, men get struck in a 70-30 disproportionate scale to, to women. So for every seven men that get struck by lightning, three women do. Um, so, and then they went into the careers of people who, you know, why, why that seems to happen and, and it kind of all fell into line historically uh-huh. but it was kind of neat but it has, right nothing, here. has nothing to do with men being stupider or nothing <laughs> no no right you so would think the greatest number of people who die from being struck by lightning are who farmers golfers fishermen or police interesting yeah yeah those are that is interesting okay cool so we moving there on we go. yep all right so let's see. I like, I like the next one. The color. What's your color of your cloud? That's kind of crazy. Um. All right. So we'll share that one. I think Tom is the one that found that one. So we'll let him. Um, now talk about what, it while uh, I do some. What's the story on that one? I didn't even try to solve this one. I just glanced through it and. It's oh, asking okay. questions about clouds. Okay. That's another one of these ones where you can Google the answers and. Okay. Or I bet well, since it's at a nature center, there's probably a, a kiosk or something there that had everything on it. Oh, okay, cool. Found recently, so it's active. Uh, that one's in uh, Georgia, by the way, in case you're wondering. How uh, do you finish- know? First question, how do clouds move? Well, I guess they use U-Haul. <laughs> major source of power behind the cl- behind clouds is hmm, probably the wind, but I don't know. A cloud with a mother of pearl color, color is called a something cloud. I just know run and hide if you see a green cloud because that means it's going to hail on you. Right. Cool. Sorry. I wasn't sure if that was one, but you I'll let y'all detract where we're going next. I just wasn't sure if that was one that and it was in a sweater weather. Well, that's what it's in my house right now. <laughs> always. Isn't it always cold in your house? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I like this. Use the position that sweater weather peaked on various weekly charts. So <laughs> cool. I guess sweater, sweater weather was a song um, back when Tom was in grade school or so. High school? I couldn't tell you. High school in the 50s? 
<laughs> Slovakia, the U.S. adult alternative songs and U.S. rock airplay, U.S. hot rock songs. So they kind of go all over the map on that one. Yeah, it does. Um, you know. Cool. But that would be, I, you know. Hmm. Something a little different. Yeah. Another one of his too cold to cash, so sit in the house and figure it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Sweater let's see. Weather. The yep. next four all have something in common. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So the next one is GC8AAA2 Student Pilot Series Aviation Weather. So this one got my attention real quick because so, uh, the, the student pilot stuff, because I've been, since COVID started, I've been watching a lot of aviation videos. Um, one just got suggested to me and I watched it and it was just interested and well-made. So I started watching that guy's stuff. And then, huh. so anyway, got a lot of, a lot of certitude thumbs down. So it must be a little bit tricky. Yeah, you. I added to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that happens. We've all been there. I, I made it harder than it really was. So when you read through this thing, it it talks about the um, automatic traffic information service, and that's what the pilots have to get before they can even taxi out to the runway. They've got to get the and before they can land. Um, it's kind of interesting. It goes through all this stuff, and then somewhere along the thing, it's you know, it's usually automated radio stuff. Um, now they're getting it um, text or or internet, right. but somewhere in there, it'll say information is, and it's you know, one of the um, you know, Alpha Bravo Charlie whatever things, and they have to use that code to, to let the Air traffic controllers know that hey yeah I listen to the to the the ADA stuff so I've got the weather and there's some other stuff involved in there. Right. Um, when you get down to the puzzle part of this stuff, where's let's see, I'm read I'm looking at the actual okay, yeah you've got it up there. Um, that one two and three stuff. That's telling yeah. you the weather at different stations actually for this it'd be airports mm-hmm. oh this stuff the k that stuff yeah so that's, that's telling you what, zero what three airport? zero three fifty three zulu time at eighteen hundred eight knots oh gotcha visibility was 10 statutes miles it's clear the it was the high was minus six and the low was minus nine, and the barometric um, pressure thirty pressure 0. is thirty point oh six. Wow. Am I ready to fly now? No. <laughs> right. No. Yeah, that's all you need to know, Tom. You're ready to go. <laughs> no, no, not hardly. <laughs> huh. Um, so you got to determine how to read this, which you just you, did, but which I just did, but but hey. Google's your friend. That's right. Google is your friend. Remember that. So before we go to the next one, I was I, I sent this to 
um, local reviewer who used to be, I believe he was a pilot and uh -huh. works at Civil Air Patrol stuff now and say, hey, here's this cool thing and this is why I was looking at it. Now bring up the next puzzle and look at okay. the date on it. Okay. Then is that the not your usual weather one? Not yeah. your usual weather. Okay. I'll put it in the chat room. People can follow along. So it's GC9MJTM. And it was hidden 121 of 22. So two days ago. Two days ago. He went and, <laughs> went and put this thing out. Basically because I told him, hey, this, you know, this is a show we're doing this weekend. And he said, okay, here you go. So we have a cache that's created for the show. We literally... Pretty much. Well, made for everybody, but still, you get the idea. That's kind of that's yeah. really cool. Thank you uh, to our reviewer. And so this one's got the same same kind of stuff, um, except for this one's way more involved in the weather stuff. I I couldn't read this one before I looked some stuff up, and I still totally can't read this one. You know, off the top of my head. Right. Hey, there's cheat sheets for this stuff. But he's going to ask you, he asks you a bunch of questions in there. Uh, one of which you're going to have to do some math or something. And and if you scroll down to the the um, certitude, you can see there's a bunch of, oops, I didn't get it right in this one too. Right. <laughs> and I was surprised to find, you know, the, the first two guys that found it, well, one of them's not a puzzle guy. He's a first to find hound, but he is definitely not a puzzle guy. Huh. Yeah. But he really but, wanted to find it. Well, right. but he knew something about how to read this stuff because he used to be really big into offshore fishing. Oh, yeah. So apparently they'd get these same reports looking at what's the weather going to be offshore before you, you know, you don't want to go out, you know, a zillion miles offshore and find out, you know, Big storm's right. coming. I have to turn around and come right back in. So I got it solved, but I didn't run out how to and, and get it. But, that right yeah. there. Jamie helping us out there. How to read a meter? M-E-T-A-R? Metar. Metar. Okay. Metar. Yeah. Kind of like a guitar. Like, kind of like a guitar, but it's a metar. Metar. Not a guitar, yeah. not an itar, a metar. <laughs> a metar. Your tar? My tar. Uh yeah, one of the one of the one of the notes on the FTF page, he says offshore fishing took me to the beginning of knowing about this type of cash. That's cool. That's cool that they did that. Maybe he'll start doing puzzles now. Eh, he does some, but they're not they're not his favorite. He's right. part of a group that likes to go do first defines at five o'clock in the morning. Oh, they're part of the FDF. Group. I'm not part of that group. I'm still Charles trying used to. I'm I'm just getting the last of my beauty sleep at five a.m. <laughs> Trust me, I need every every, every moment wink. I can get of it. Yeah, absolutely. Every stinking wink of it. <laughs> so, here's a another one. These were a couple of late submissions that. Uh, we're put in since this afternoon when I looked at it, but whether yeah. or not to fly, fly. this is GC9KJ 
HR. This yeah, this is the, I think one of the same people that put out one of the others that you put on the list. Oh, okay. Yeah, this one's in California. Um, but this is some more METAR. Um, Utah? Yes. Utah. Is is it in Utah or is it what state is it in? As long as it's not in Qatar. Right. That's a little far to travel. travel. (laughs) It's actually in California. So there you go, Jamie. It's gotta be right around the corner, right? Because it's in he's in California and this is in California, right? It's not a big state. It's just that far away on the map. (laughs) It's just it's, it's just this big on a map. What is it? It's so somebody found it in San Diego County, so yeah, it's near Oceanside. Oh yeah, Carlsbad. Near Carlsbad yeah. or Oceanside or right on the right on the uh, right on the right ocean. On. Well yeah. Well, kind of close to the ocean. A few feet. Very cool. I you know I've we had meters. to we had to get some of this stuff in um we got our own weather that we had to calculate for um, Pathfinder school to do helicopter oh, landing zones and right. uh, drop zones for paratroopers and whatnot. But man, if we had something like this, where we just could tap into the weather service and whatnot and, and get it, man, that would have made our life so much easier. Oh, really? Back in the day? Well, the uh, bad guys usually don't give you the weather where <laughs> you want to come visit them. Usually not. So that's cool. I don't think I'd ever uh, knew what that was called. Um, so let's see. There's another METAR. Keep a weather eye on the horizon. And I like that. That's interesting. I like the I like some of the names of these too. We're gonna jump down here to the very last one on the list. We've got some more um, on the. Um, that'll be in the show notes that we yeah. will so that That's you fine. can, you viewers can jump in and, and look at some of these that we have. Um, but yep. we'll share this last one. It is called Canada geography quiz weather. And we like, so, our, we like read our friends to the North. Yeah. We like our friends to the North, but there's only going to be a certain time of the year. I'm going to visit them after reading this thing. <laughs> <laughs> you would prefer and it to be a little warmer. And there's some places I just ain't gonna go. Right. Gotcha. Cause you know, it gets cold up there sometimes. Well, you know it's cold when the bear in the picture has his own little <laughs> hat on, you know. He's got, right. Got, if the bear feet. is trying to wear is trying to bundle up, then you know it's cold. Yeah, when the sea lion has his own fur lined yeah. parka jacket on, you know it's cold. Well, it gets hot up there too, so it does. Like that C one there. What town holds a record for the country's highest temperature? Well, I guarantee you it's probably well, it's over a hundred. And I'm gonna, I'm, I haven't in Canada. Yeah, and I'm gonna bet it's one of those Saskatchewan ones there. Yeah, it's a sketch one that the the one that's hard to spell but easy to draw. Yeah, um, I like this one. This is another one of those that falls into that category of, um, 
you know, multiple choice, uh, you know, you get A, B, C, D, but in this, they give you numbers to substitute. So oh, um, cool. you got a four, five, six, seven instead of A, B, C, D, gotcha. um, you know, or whatnot. So the correct answer gives you the number to substitute in um, for it. So um, a little tricky, though, cool. the solution checker has 25 correct and 89 incorrect. So. Hmm. Must be a little tricky. It, it's fooled a few folk. But I ain't going to the town that's mentioned in D except for in the middle of the summer. Okay. And, and on F, yeah, forget that place. The greatest <laughs> single day snowfall in Canada was recorded in <laughs> Tosta Lake, British Columbia. How much snow wow. fell? They could be up in the Nunavut area. Yeah, but two centimeter, two hundred and six centimeters, Tom. That's really, I mean, that's two meters worth of snow. That's barely. That's that's just over six feet of snow. That's dropping in one over, day over my head. No, thank you. In one day, in, in one feet. day, according, that's according not, to that, that's not drifts, right? That's yeah. actual stuff. Can you imagine how big the drifts would have been for that? Holy cow! And then it says the lowest temperature ever recorded in Canada, which also is the lowest temperature in North America, was recorded in Snag, Yukon, and measured minus 55, 63, 77, or 88. And that's in centigrade. So that's in centigrade. So no. Well, Holy it's like God. what? It's what? Like minus 23 degrees is where Fahrenheit and centigrade meet again together right yeah it's some crazy some minus 23 something like that minus 23 degrees centigrade is the same as minus 23 fahrenheit it's weird how it all works but yeah it's that's cold you, it, you lost it me a, you lost me a minus yeah that's <laughs> just cold at that point that's it's just cold yeah the wind hurts your face your Ooh. eyelids stick to your eyeballs. Oof. Yeah. So Dude, I, would, I, I wouldn't even roll the window down to tell you where to go look for the cash. You're not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not letting the heat out at all. <laughs> You'd be lucky if I let you open the door again to get back in. <laughs> oh Lord. So yeah, this is some good Canadian weather history stats for another cool cache. And if you're up in the centigrade Celsius, same thing. Direwolf's give us a hard time because, or also and it, Jeff. And Direwolf saying Southern Canada, nice. It is nice. I've driven through Southern Canada. All, all I would drove from. See, and Direwolf has Winnipeg, a science Winnipeg, degree. The medicine hat. One summer drove all the way across it on my way to Denver. It was same, gorgeous. Same on you. So centigrade or Celsius, it's also called centigrade. It's, it's, same thing. It's, it's all the same. It's all the same. It's all the same. It's all the same people. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Yeah. Look, for those of you who still pump your gas in liters, we don't, we don't want to hear about it. <laughs> we don't want to hear about it. Hey, I was in Hawaii and they, I had to pump my gas in, in, in liters in Hawaii. Oh, do they like, in Hawaii? Oh, yeah. At least when I was there, this was back in the 80s. But, yeah, I don't know if they still do that or not. But 
it's easier to measure it that way it really is these gallons that we have are so antiquated so So imperial so imperial of us yeah i know right well you know what they say about that (laughs) only one country's been to the moon the rest of the countries all use the metric system so that's right (laughs) oh Oh man, I'm gonna catch it here. You're gonna get it. I'll I'll start getting the hate now. It'll start rolling in. So they're all Um, gonna hate you. I know. So it's it happens. So we'll uh, we'll publish. uh, We'll publish. Lord have mercy. Yeah, it's been a day. Show notes will be up here in a little bit. Yeah, we'll get the show notes up here in a bit, and. uh, whatnot and a reminder to everybody to get your screensaver buttons ready we're going to share this get ready again with you real quick get your camera ready take a picture of it Here so there's go. the there's the cipher that you need to decode it is also on our puzzle talk instagram page the first person who deciphers it and sends the correct answer to the riddle to puzzle talk podcast at gmail.com. We'll get a shirt, a coin and a vinyl sticker for the back of their who ride. That's right. Perfect. All right. Well, I think you guys did a great job. I found some interesting ones for sure. And, uh, we did we did okay for moving up to the better time slot you did i think you've done great you guys are you guys are continue to be hired you're still hired i'm gonna double the pay i'll tell you that right now Mm, double it right now (laughs) oh uh so uh you guys will be back on or i'll be back on with you too if you if you allow me to be uh let me see hang on i'll tell you Hold that thought, and I will tell you that the next puzzle talk will be. Is it the twentieth? I think you're correct. It is the puzzle talk will be on. Yes, puzzle talk will be on uh, February twentieth. It'll be the show four hundred and eighty-seven. So in case people are wondering, that is all the shows combined, which makes more sense. It just was, I mean, that's just the show number that's, you know, of, and the reason I know that is because I, I can go over to Podbean is where we put all our shows and uh, it tells me how many shows we've done. So there you go. Uh I guess that's in, in, includes some other includes a little bit, so it's close. I mean, nobody, yeah. nobody really cares. Show numbers don't really care. I mean, they, in fact, they don't want you. I know they don't usually to want number you to show number. Yeah, they don't want you to yeah. number them, so it doesn't really matter. Um, um, so for those of you who want to jump in and try to decipher this cipher that I've given you. Before I published it, I went and looked at every readily available geocaching source that we have used in the past for a 
cipher and it's not on any of them. So if you're looking on Cash Sleuth for it, stop. It's not stop on, looking. Stop it's looking not on Cash Sleuth. It's not on Cash Sleuth yet. I'm sure once yet. we solve we'll, this, I'll, yeah. I'll send it. I'll send it and we'll get it on Cash Sleuth. Exactly. But it's, but not, it's, not, it's not on there. And it's no. not on any of the other tools that we have used in the past. So unless you received one of these things in the mail in the mid-1950s where I pulled this oh. cipher that's a clue. You uh, spill the beans. You're going to be striking out. So more to more to come next month if we don't yes. have a solver. Yes. All right. I think that's it. You just you got a clue at the end. That's, go run with it, and we'll see everybody uh, Tuesday gadget talk, and right. back here on Sunday for the next show. So we'll see everybody then, and we'll talk soon. And send us any information. Uh, about puzzle talk you can always send us a uh, a note puzzle talk podcast at gmail.com and we'll send, see it, send us interesting puzzles or send us what you want to yeah. show about absolutely perfect thanks tom good night everybody <laughs>